Well, the one thing that I want to share today is the fact that in sharing with you, I'm not sharing to your mind or to your body consciousness. I'm sharing to your soul. And that's just what Brian is doing too. When I first started this at the age of 18, I was told by the Holy Spirit that I was to go forward and I was to see everybody as the same. And that was the soul, that everybody is the soul. And always see the light of their own soul. Don't see their personality, don't see their ego, don't see their physical structure and their struggle. See their soul and hold the image of the soul inside of myself that they might begin to see it in them. So when we share, we're speaking to your soul. We're speaking to that truth of you. Because all of this other is just an illusion. It isn't real. So why should we feed the unreal and give life to the unreal? It's only going to hold you in entrapment here much longer. So we speak to the soul, the only thing that truly exists. That's all that exists. The day that your soul and every soul in this creation leaves these physical realms, they won't exist anymore. They'll go back to the state of being that they were originally, which is the void, the nothingness. There's only the souls that come down here that create here through their mind, through the emotion, through the imagination, and through physical desire that these things have all been created. And we don't want to feed that in you. And we don't want to feed you doing that for yourself. Continuing the cycle of building the illusion. So when we share with you, we share with you soul to soul, truth to truth. That's why we say we are here to help you remember what you have forgotten. You maybe have forgotten the truth that you are divine, that you are a child of God, that you are the living, loving essence of the Lord, that you are here to express that loving in all ways. And believe it or not, you have. Everything that you do, everything that you say, every action and every reaction is an expression of that divine, living, loving essence. Moving into manifestation, moving into creativity. But sometimes we move it in such a way that things get a little out of kilter. And then we have a little bit of a mess on our hands to handle. But if we can begin to move in our life knowing that everything is just perfect, that nothing I've ever done is imperfect. Everything is perfect because everything is leading me to opportunity of learning and growing and becoming the greater creator and loving being that I am. Everything. There are no mistakes. There are just opportunities by which to learn and grow and perfect and move on. That's why we ask people to truly walk in a spiritual way, loving, accepting, and forgiving. Because if we do that enough, we'll begin to see that everything is perfect. 
that what you considered was your hell really was just your opportunity. And that your hell, you created it. This opportunity, you created it. God didn't put it there for you. God didn't say, oh, this will be funny. Let's see what they do with this. (laughs) You did that. You did that to yourself. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame the world. You can't blame others. You can only look to yourself. And don't even blame yourself. Just look to yourself and say, okay, I did it. If I made a mess, I've got to clean it up. But maybe it's not such a mess. Maybe it really is an opportunity. Don't even call it a mess. Just say, okay, I'm going to go into this with enthusiasm, with loving, with forgiveness, acceptance, and I'm going to bring this into a fulfillment. I'm not going to leave it unfulfilled. It's the unfulfilled that makes us feel empty and wrong and trapped. It's up to us to bring everything to fulfillment. It is that fulfilling energy that makes us free, that gives us our freedom. We become buoyant and alive and we rise to the surface of a situation rather than stay at the bottom of it just feeling sorry for ourselves. But there is something to staying at the bottom for a while because we're going to learn a lot by living in separation. We are going to learn a lot by living in those shadow realms and being trapped in this darkness that we ourselves created. We are going to learn tremendous amounts about ourselves, about separation, about God, about loving, by living in that dark place inside and in these realms of creation. And God will allow us to sit there and wallow in the mud at the bottom of this long, deep well for as long as we want. Because God knows that we're going to stay down there just long enough to learn the lesson. To us, it may seem like, well, I could have learned this a long time ago. What did it take me so long for? Because it took you that long. I've been through situations where I get it real quick and I learn real quick and I bounce on up again. And I'm in other situations and it just drags on and drags on. And there's this part of me that goes, yeah, God, right. This is really funny, isn't it? That you got me down here. And I go, no, you didn't get me down here. I got myself down here. But why did I do this to myself? And why can't I see how to get out of it? What the hell am I doing here? Well, what the hell are we doing here? Right now, what are all of us doing in this level of creation? Stuck in this belief of separation. And I say that because if you really knew that you were not separate from God, do you think you would be in this creation or in these situations in your life right now? No. You would bounce up to the surface of this creation to the very top and be in soul and say, okay, I'm free. Even though I still have a body in this world, I am free. All I have to do is look up and there's God. And there's the light of my own soul. And I am not separated. Do you know the easiest way out of hell? 
is meditation. It's the easiest way because it's the loving that we do in meditation that clears that pathway. We can clear a pathway through all of our karma, all of our unlearned lessons, all of our mess with loving. When we are trapped down here at the bottom of the well, and it's thick and gooey and ugly and dark, and we feel like giving up, if we will just begin to love that gooey mess, we can begin to transform it. Loving is the light of our own soul. We are the light of God. And the light of our own soul is that loving that God created us with. And so if we can just take the light and loving that we are and put it before us and love our mess, love ourselves, love that which is around us, we can begin to free ourselves of the darkness and of that gooeyness and begin to rise above it. We begin to be buoyant. We begin to create a new vibration within ourselves so that we rise above that frequency of hell that we have found ourselves in, that we placed ourselves in. Now, when we meditate and we hold our focusing on spirit and soul and loving and God and realize that we are a child of that and that we are going home to that and we begin to hold our focus and loving there, we do, we begin to create this pathway of loving. All of this out here is all the junk that we have been involved in and gotten caught up in. All of it, all the way through. And if we were to follow the instructions of the creator of these lower realms, the Lord of the physical creation, if we were to follow his instructions, we would be trapped here forever. The instructions that he gave us to do when we as soul came into his creation to have experience, he said, okay, there's just a few things that you have to remember. One, you're responsible for every action and reaction that you have in my creation. And for every action, there is a reaction. And you have to bring that reaction back into balance so it's back into an active mode, not reactive, and neutral. It has to be as though nothing ever happened there. And then you can rise above it and be free. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to handle that reaction that you're going to create in my place of action through the law of reincarnation. I'll let you incarnate or re-embody as it is said in the Hebrew tradition. I'm going to let you re-embody as many times as you need, not just in the physical, but in all the realms of existence so that you can clear all the reactions that you create on all these levels, all these realms. Wow, that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> and then I can go? Yeah, you can go as soon as you clear it all up again. Okay, I'm coming. And down I come. I go through the unconscious, nothing really happens because nothing is really there. 
but I get into the mind, and in the mind, I immediately start moving into that place of action and reaction. Polarity, right and wrong, positive and negative. And I immediately begin to create imbalance. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what to do then. Oh my God, I'm going to make some mistakes here. And I won't even know I've made mistakes because I just am in this mess already. And down and down and down I go, ever creating more messes. Can you relate to that? Can you see in your own life where you have moved into a place of action and only gone into reaction and created more of a mess? So while we're down here and we're trying to clean up the mess, what are we doing? And the Lord of this creation knew very wise that this is what happened. We create more mess, trying to clean up the mess. It's like going into a room with a broom and you're trying to clean up all this stuff that is stacked on the floor, maybe two feet deep. And you're sweeping it, trying to get to the bottom of the floor and moving it over here to the side to begin to try to clean it all out. And as you do, you stir up all this dust and you look back and it's like more dust is just settling right behind you. And maybe it's just me. But okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do this some more. And we go back and we do it some more. And we find we're just cleaning up the same mess over and over and over. That's what Brian was saying. They could take up to four lifetimes to learn one lesson. But how many lessons do you think there are down here for us to experience? Let's see. So that's four lifetimes for one lesson. <laughs> I've got a hundred lessons to learn right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I got to get out of here. That doesn't include the new stuff you create learning those lessons. That's right. <laughs> then you got more lessons upon the lessons. But God created a pathway for the souls to get free, to get out of this prison. And really and truly, this is a prison. This is a jail. And you are caught here. He created a pathway by which is the pathway of grace, the pathway of loving. And it's the pathway of the Holy Spirit. The moment that soul came into being, it came into expression as loving. And along with that loving element that you are, the Holy Spirit resides. The Holy Spirit is the one who created you. The voice of God, that power of creativity that came forward out of God, is the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that spoke and created you, the soul, the light of God. And then the Holy Spirit went forward with you into your experiential journey. And has been with you ever since creation. And it is ever with you, saying, and guiding, and directing, and offering, and just being that loving essence that is ever present. It doesn't push, it doesn't demand, it doesn't expect, it just holds with you on your journey so that you know at some level you're not abandoned, even though in these realms it feels as though you are. And then there's this day 
there's this day where you have wandered through all these levels of creation enough. You've done it. You've ridden all the rides. You've visited all the jail cells. Whatever you might call it, you've done it. You're complete at these levels. And it's time now for the soul to gather and go home. At that point, you're going to be drawn to a pathway of that grace and of that loving that is called the straight and narrow path that will allow you to begin the inner journey, not the outer journey like you've been doing all this time, but the inner journey. The inner journey of loving, the inner journey of liberation. And it's that loving that we share here where we ask you to just share your loving with the Lord and receive God's loving that begins to create a pathway or a passage by which you can move through these lower realms of, of the prison, these lower realms of the physical realm, of the physical creation, and begin to walk free. And the loving goes before you and it just clears the way. It opens the way for you freely. Because loving moves everything back into its true nature, loving. And so all those lessons that are separating you and blocking you from getting to God are transformed. Not everything, not all of this out in here is going to be changed. That's going to remain. But you're going to create a pathway every day as you meditate. And at first it will be just like a pinpoint of light, just so, so narrow, It'll seem impossible that you could travel that light. But every day that you love the Lord and the Lord loves you and that loving is moving, it just sweeps open wider and wider this pathway until you have a true foundation to walk on. And your soul is able to move through these realms and get free. That's what the pathway of meditation of sound and light is about. It's about you giving yourself time every day to liberate your soul and realize that you don't have to do everything. God will do it with you. There's a statement that has been passed down from generation to generation, from teacher to teacher, that God has offered the souls that are walking this pathway. If you do your 10%, the meditation, 10% of the day, if you'll do your 10%, I will do the other 90 with you. That's a great guarantee. That's better than any car lot's ever going to give you on your car. <laughs> it's not a five-year guarantee. It is a lifetime guarantee and beyond. God will walk with you the other 90% and help you clear that as well so that you don't have any attachments, any connection to this creation anymore and you are able to know you're free, to live your freedom, even while in the body. So as we meditate every day and we hold our focus on loving with God every day and God is loving us every day, we are going to begin to find that God is walking with us in everything that we do, 
wherever we are in our journey and in our day. And life will be different. There'll be more light, more laughter, more joy, a greater sense of ease, an understanding of direction and purpose. And it doesn't come all at once, but it happens and it comes. And you know it and you see it and you feel it and you know to follow it. And God's not going to pay all your bills for you and God's not going to draw your next job into your life better and greater than before. But God is going to walk with you in all of your life journey and experience to assist you in staying focused on God and focused on your soul and focused on liberation. And yes, even God will bring to you opportunity and bring to you fulfillment. But then it's up to you to choose into it. And it may not look like what you wanted it to look like, but it will be better once you've walked into it. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about. And some of you are longing to know what I'm talking about. Because you really would like to have God walking with you the other 90% of your life and your day and your journey. So what does it mean when God says, give me 10% of the day? Well, we've talked about that a little bit and we demonstrated it and have practiced it by doing the meditation of two and a half hours, two hours and 24 minutes. And for some of us, it looks pretty easy and simple. And for others, it's like, oh my God, this is going to be impossible to do every day. I've got kids, I've got work, I've got obligations, I've got other commitments in the world. I don't have two hours and 20 minutes to give to God or to give to anybody else. That means I've got to give up two hours and a half or whatever to get up and meditate and lose that two and a half hours of sleep. And I can't do that. I'm already hurting myself. How am I going to do that too? You start where you start. You don't start off at two and a half hours necessarily. I only know of a couple of people who have ever walked this pathway to initiation with ILM that really did sit down and do two and a half hours right away. Most people, it's a gradual build up to that. You start off at 15 minutes, a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it might be. And you allow yourself to gradually grow into that two and a half hours. And we even give you a way to do the two and a half hours that makes it a little bit easier. It's a way out clause. Not a Santa Claus, but a way out clause. <laughs> we have CDs that last for an hour, an hour and a half, that you can listen to and make that part of your two and a half hours. God wants you to give two and a half hours to God. God didn't say it necessarily, it has to be meditation, but it has to be focused on God. So, reading one of our books, listening to the CDs, reading something about God and loving to begin your meditation, to bring yourself into focus, to inspire you into your meditation, can be a part of that two and a half hours. And so that can support you into developing and building that two and a half hours of time until one day you're going to say, I don't need this CD anymore. I just want to meditate. 
And that'll happen. I can almost guarantee it. It'll happen because your soul wants the meditation. Your soul wants the time to be inside and to be with God and to wake up and to let yourself know the truth of who you are. It's tired of being asleep. The only reason it hasn't been able to so far is because the mind has got such a grip upon it. When the soul came into this creation, it was a free soul, free from all other things but the realm of spirit. It was living in the realm of spirit. It was living in freedom. It was living in loving. It was living in full awareness of itself. But when the soul came down into this creation, and the whole soul did not come down here, it is the spark of God that is from the soul that came down here. The soul, your true soul, remains in the realm of soul and in the heart of God. But a spark of the divine that is you came down into this creation to have experience in this aspect of God. And this is an aspect of God. It's called time and space. It's called reflection. It is one of the aspects of God, along with loving and joy and peace and gratitude and enthusiasm and so many more aspects of God. But when it came down into this creation, it found that this aspect of God that is reflection is also part of the aspect of separation. And so we began to find ourselves feeling separate from the real and the true because this is illusion. This isn't real. This is reflection. And in order to truly have experience here, we had to believe the reflection to be true to get caught up in it. Well, the soul comes down here and finds out immediately that it can't have experience in the physical creation because it isn't physical in nature. It is spiritual. So it took on the mind, the first thing that was found in these levels of creation that has a sense of action quality to it. And so the mind greeted it and said, oh yeah, you need, you need a system by which to move in this creation and have experience here? I can give you experience. I can take you through the whole of this creation and give you every experience that's here to be had. Just join with me, take my hand and let's go. And we said, sure, sounds like a good deal. We took the hand of the mind and off the soul went on this great journey. Only to find out as we got more and more involved into this level of mind that in order for the soul to truly have the full experience, the mind said, well, you know, just holding your hand isn't going to do it. In order for me to give you the full experience of what this creation and I have to offer you, I've got to, in a sense, envelop you. I've got to put you in the middle of me so that you can experience the whole of me and not just a part. And so we said, well, sure. And we just kind of let ourselves be encased by the mind. And down we went into the next realm, which was the emotional realm. And there, the mind encased us in the emotional body. And then on into the imaginational body. 
and down into this physical body we are encased. Well, if all this encasement is there, it's hard for the soul to look up when all these other bodies are ever drawing us down in our vision and outward in our expression. And soon we lost sight of who we are truly and where we came from and why we're here. The key to this meditation is to begin to free the soul of all those encasements. To free it. And that takes time. It took time for us to get trapped, and it takes time for us to get free. This divine spark, this flame of God that came out of the soul is the weakest element in the physical creation. It's the strongest in the realm of spirit. And when you get to the realm of spirit, you'll realize the strength and the dynamic qualities of your own soul. But at these levels, it's the weakest. So God created this pathway of loving to begin to help us free ourselves of that entrapment. And so as we're holding our attention here and loving God and allowing God to love us, it's that loving that begins to build a frequency here at the seat of the soul that allows the soul to begin to draw itself out of all the encasements out of the physical, out of the emotion, imaginational, out of the emotional and the mind, and to free the soul of it. So that we once again stand free here at the seat of the soul. And the moment, the moment the soul has drawn enough of its essence out of these physical elements of self, and it knows it's free, it immediately turns back upward in the direction it knows to be home and the direction by which it's supposed to return. It is longing to do so, but the mind won't let it look up. The mind is ever talking to it and saying, no, 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 it's down here. The answer's in that book. The answer's in that building. The answer's in that person. The answer's in that tree. The answer's out there. And as long as the mind has a grip on us and holds us, in the belief systems that it has, we are in prison. But once the soul, just I mean once, in that moment where the soul just kind of jumps free, it immediately turns up and it begins another part of the journey, which is now that inward and upward journey back here. And all of you have done that to some extent or you wouldn't be here today. The soul has broken free. Maybe not totally, but it has begun to dislodge itself. And it knows there's more than it needs. It knows that there's more than it wants. And it's beginning to sense that there's a greater part of self, the soul, that I now want to know. It is said that when a person begins to walk this pathway of initiation and getting the sacred name of God and living that daily, that when that time comes that you begin to hear it and see it and long for it and move towards it and enter into it, that you have cleared 51% of the karmas. 
that have been blocking you from you going home. And that's done through so many different lifetimes and so many different actions and so many different spiritual practices to get you to that point. But when you cleared 51%, it is not exactly 51%, but it means that you've cleared enough karma, you've learned enough of the unlearned lessons, that's what karma is, is unlearned lessons, that you now are able to see a little bit above the edge of the universe and know that there's more, and I want more. I want more than this world has to offer. And as you begin to go inside and call on God, God will offer you that pathway of freedom. It's just up to you to then take it. It's funny. There's another saying. God offers, but you also have to accept. Another way they put it is, God chooses you, but you have to choose back. God doesn't force anything on you. You have to willingly want to participate. And in many lifetimes, we may have been offered by God this same opportunity of this pathway and said, no, no, I can do it myself. Thank you very much, though. I appreciate it. And we've walked away and done it ourselves. Or we felt unworthy. No, no, I'm so unworthy, Lord. I, I can't do all the work to be worthy of your loving. I, I can't do it. So I, I just can't do this pathway right now. Thank you so much. I don't know why you're offering it to me because I'm not worthy of it, but maybe another time. Maybe when I become worthy. You have no idea how many times God has approached you and said, do you want to come home yet? I'm ready for you, a prodigal son, as it is written in the Bible. Come home. Come home, my child. Well, you know, you gave me these wonderful treasures and I took them and I just threw them away. I lost them. I came down here to build them up and to make them great and glorious to bring back more than you gave to me. And all I'm going to be bringing back is nothing but me. That's all I want. Just come home. No, no, no. I've, I've, got, to, I've got to make this right. Well, God will say, okay, then go make it right. I'll wait for you. That's what this journey is about. Are you still trying to make everything just perfect and right and be worthy? Why not just say, okay, God, here I come. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. All of it. If you will accept me, I will accept the path. And I'll begin doing the work. That's what it takes. The one thing that I know is nobody can do it for you. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. I don't care who they are. I don't care what has been said of them. There is no savior in the world other than you for yourself. You are your savior. And this pathway of meditation is a pathway of salvation. It saves your soul. It salvages it from this creation and returns it back to its original place where it belongs. And these keys to the kingdom that Jesus talked about, that Rumi talks about, that Moses talks about, that Aristotle talks about, and their different writings, and that 
the teachers of the sound and light path in the world today, not just us, but others talk about? Those keys to the kingdom are the keys to these five realms. The imaginational, the emotional, the mental, the unconscious, and the soul. Five names, five keys that will unlock the door to get you out of prison. You know, if you go and really visit a real prison, it's very interesting because you're going to walk through many doors to get to the cell of a prisoner. You don't just walk through the front door and there's the cells and there's the prisoner and they open up that door and you meet them. You go through many doors that separate them from the outside world. And those doors are there to keep them in. Just in case they break free from their cell, they're still caught up in this other confined section. And just in case they get out of that confined section, there's yet a bigger confined section that they find themselves locked up in. Well, that's what the Lord of this creation did. Here's your prison cell, this physical body. Just in case you happen to begin to meditate and get free and begin to astral travel, well, I've got another gate. I've got another door, and you've got to have a key by which to get through that door. Let's see if you can find that key. Oh, you found it. Oh, where did you find that hidden? Okay, so now you're in the emotional body, and in the emotional realm traveling. Well, I've got another door. Let's see if you can find that key. Oh, that's a harder key to find, isn't it? Well, maybe in another lifetime or two, but you know, by then you'll forget these other keys that got you through those other doors. Then you're going to have to find these door, these keys again to unlock those doors to get to the key here to go through here. It can be a real challenge. And there's only a few people in the world that are offering the initiation of those five names and to teach you the pathway inside to begin to understand how to truly liberate the soul. But if you can get all five names and begin to practice the meditation regularly, you can walk from this prison cell to this chamber, to the next, to the next, to the next, and all the way up into soul and free yourself. Having the five names, the five named names, or the five worded name, you have the name of each of the lords of each of these realms. You have the name of the Lord of the imagination or the astral, the causal or the emotional, the mental or the mind. You have the Lord's name on the unconscious or the etheric. And you have the Lord's name, the full name of the Lord and the soul. That Lord who created you as soul. By having those names, you have authority then to walk through those doors. You speak their name and they open the door for you and say, please go right through. What took you so long? Get out of here. Don't come back. It's just that easy. So by having these names, you have the keys 
to the prison cells. You get yourself out of here. And the Lord of this creation can do nothing about it. You have full authority from the creator of all things to walk out of this prison, out of this creation, and be liberated once again, to be free. That's this pathway. So at some level, you've done a good bit of work, consciously or unconsciously. Maybe in another lifetime, you sat in a monastery or in a convent and prayed and prayed and prayed, loving God, begging God to help you to get free. Maybe in another lifetime, you were living out in the world, not in a monastery, and you were working hard in your life, and you had a family, but you were also doing good works in the world. You were doing things to help others. You cared about them. And maybe in another lifetime, you were helping people by helping to heal them in some form or another. Maybe physically, emotionally, or spiritually, with what you knew. And through all that good work, you built up a positive karma in such a way that it outweighed the negative and gave you opportunity to rise above your karmas to begin to be able to see clear this pathway. God offers in every lifetime an opportunity. It's for us to ever take that opportunity and say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll walk it. I want it. And this is just another opportunity. If it isn't this one, it'll be another one in this lifetime, or it'll be another one in another lifetime. There's always an opportunity to move forward. This is a big opportunity to really move forward to fulfillment. Just as we said that it can take four lifetimes to learn one lesson, well, there's another guarantee, if you will, or another statement in the teaching that has been spoken throughout centuries. And it is that once you're initiated, within four lifetimes, your soul will be liberated. Four lifetimes? Wait a minute. I want out of here now. Hello? Well, you can do it right now in this lifetime, but you do the work. You do the two and a half hours a day. You do the commitment, and you do the loving. You love the Lord in everything, in every place, with everyone. And that will bring you to your liberation. If you do it half-ass, it may take you two or three more lifetimes. And, I hate to say it, but some of us have done just that. We got initiated in another lifetime. Oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my two and a half hours. I'm going to do it all 100%. Six months down the line. Well, I'm getting in an hour and a half, maybe an hour every day. Two years later, well, every few days I get a meditation in. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing it. I'm still living it. Ten years down the road, oh, God, that's right, the names of God. I forgot all about that. <laughs> and then we get done with that lifetime, and we go, wait a minute, I didn't get liberated? I was initiated? I did the meditation? Well, maybe I didn't do the meditation fully, but I did it. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> But there is a lifetime where finally it clicks and we do it 100%. We do it. Or we do it 90%. But we do it enough 
to where we do get the soul liberated. So that's what this pathway is about. So when we talk and share with people, we see the soul of you. We see the perfection of you. We see the light in you. We don't see these physical problems and challenges and personalities and egos and all that goes along with it. We don't need to support that. You're supporting it enough. We don't need to support that. We're here to support your soul getting free of all that. So we see just that which is the true. And we love that in you. And we love all that goes along with it. Because we know all that goes along with it is perfecting the soul, is bringing the soul to its liberation. And yes, ultimately, everything, everything, everything that is of God, which is everything, <laughs> literally, will all return back to God in God's time. Everything will be drawn back up into God, just as it was expressed out of God, it will be drawn back in. The key is, are you going to go back consciously or unconsciously? If we don't come awake to the truth of who we are as soul, when that process of going back into God fully takes place and everything is returned, are you going to be awake to know it? Or are you still going to be asleep and have to go back out once again into God's new creation to wake up finally in that. I'd say wake up now so you can enjoy it all right now. I can look up and I can see the truth of who I am in soul right now. Right here, I know I'm in soul. Right here, I know I'm in the heart of God. Right here, there is no separation between me and God. Down here, oh boy, separation fully. But I know that this is an illusion, it's not real. Do I choose to live in the real, knowing the oneness, or do I choose to live in the illusion? That's my choice. Well, believe it or not, there are some days where I can actually fall for the illusion. I can get caught up in it. And oh, then my body hurts, I'm suffering, I'm miserable, oh poor little me. And all the time I know this is right here. <laughs> but I just play the game. Until finally I get tired of it and I go, okay. I sit down, I close my eyes, I meditate, I come back up here and I go, okay, now I'm fine. No big deal. So as long as you're in a body, you can fall. That's another statement on this pathway. As long as you're in a body, you can fall once again. There are people that have walked this path of initiation and liberated their soul. Liberated their soul. They've come awake into God fully. And yet, later on in their life, they let it lapse. They let it fall. And they go back into the illusion, believing the illusion. Because, oh, boy, that stuff down there is just so good. I just got to have more of that. I can't believe I gave that up. Well, you didn't give it up. You just moved beyond it. 
but you allowed your addictive nature of the physical form to pull you back down into the physical once again. This animal nature is very addictive. We have habits and addictions as an animal, and we have to rise above it. That's what meditation does. It lifts us out of that animal nature and back to the soul nature that we are. And then we just have to choose to live it every day, every day, every day. That's why we meditate every day, because if we don't, and we let time move between us and the truth, the time will win. We'll begin to believe the illusion again, and we will fall back into the illusion. It'll be easier to get ourselves out of it, because we know the truth, we know the way, but will we get it done before we actually leave the physical form in that lifetime? That's the other question. I've witnessed that actually happen in this lifetime with people. I know it can happen. So you've got to be perseverant. You've got to persevere to the end. You can't say, well, I've done it for 10 years. I've seen God. I've moved into the oneness. I know it. I'm done. I don't have to do this pathway anymore. Well, you don't. You don't have to do the pathway today. But if you don't continue it, you can fall back into the illusion of separation, believing that, and live it once again, just as you have in the past. So a lot to think about. It's a great story, even if it's not true. <laughs> so back to where we started. Trick or treat. That's right. <laughs>